This is The Playbook. Thank you for joining us today here. Uh, it's an honor to, to ask you a couple of questions. We were talking backstage, and uh, David did mention that this is the most exciting part of his job, is answering questions. So um, very happy to ask you the first one. And my first question is, throughout your career, and your career spans now multiple decades, you've been working with successful uh, business owners, you've been working with sports stars, what are some of the traits um, or habits that you identify in these high achievers that our audience can learn from? Yeah, so there's two things that I see with all the billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and entertainers that I've worked with. Uh, and the number one is a desire that you must be what you can be. So whether you grew up on the streets, in the projects, or in the wealthiest families in the world, it doesn't matter. If you have a desire that you must be what you can be, that seems to be the most consistent thread of success. Because sooner or later, through that enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential with that desire, sooner or later success comes. Um, and then the second one is really simple. Uh, every single one of the successful people that I've surrounded myself with or been exposed to have a simple quality called gratitude. Uh, and so those are the two most consistent things is you need to have a desire that you must be what you can be, which ironically takes uh, gratitude of the future, which I call faith. And so those people that have that desire have actually gratitude of the future, but gratitude in itself is... I think an essential requirement to fulfillment, passion, purpose, and profitability in your life. So what strategies do you recommend someone to cultivate gratitude on their daily life? That may be the most powerful question you can ask. Um, I tell people all the time, if you want to change your life, the easiest, fastest, least expensive way to impact your life and other people is to say thank you. Say thank you before you go to bed and say thank you when you wake up. It might sound silly because it's so simple, but one of the greatest lessons I've learned in life is the simple things to do are unfortunately simple not to do. And that's why so many people, and all of you, in fact, if I asked you a question, I know it's supposed to go the other way, but who here thinks they can say thank you for 30 straight days? Yeah, most people raise their hand, but the truth is by tonight, half of us won't say thank you. By tomorrow morning, another half of us won't say thank you. And within three days, almost all of us won't say thank you. Now, I've studied physics, quantum physics, and metaphysics. I've surrounded myself, I've written books with Jack Canfield, Bob Proctor, Deepak Chopra, Saad Guru, the biggest thought leaders in the world. Oprah Winfrey has a gratitude challenge. Everyone I meet that is successful and knows something about something will tell you how powerful gratitude is, how it will change your life, but yet within three days, almost all of us will stop saying thank you. If you wanna change your life, start saying thank you. The simple things to do are unfortunately simple not to do. I suggest that you pay attention, raise your awareness to the simple things first, and that will have the greatest impact on your life. Thank you for sharing uh, that. So we're going to open the floor for questions. If anyone wants to ask, there's already two people. Um, I had a question. Why do people stop saying thank you in three days? 
Well, behavior is an energy. It's like money. And so all behaviors, like saying gratitude, uh, people expect instant results when we have good behavior. Well, the problem is the instant result that you get from good behavior, like saying thank you, like being disciplined in your business behaviors or your personal behaviors, whatever it may be, nutrition, health, uh, activity you get paid for, we expect an instant result. But that's not how energy works. You see, energy, it aggregates on itself. It gives you exponentiality of outcomes, but not instant outcomes, and it accelerates. So what happens is when we have a good behavior like gratitude, within three days we don't see a result or our human capability can't be aware of the result, and so we quit. And this is why businesses don't succeed. See, there is an instant result to good behavior. Just like money's an energy, there's an instant result. Good behavior creates good progress. Bad behavior creates bad progress. It's instant. The problem is we expect instant results that we can be aware of with good behavior so we, we don't see them or we're not aware of them, we quit. And unfortunately, we don't see results in the bad behavior so we don't quit. So we end up in a completely counterintuitive circumstance where we want the results we want but we don't see the results we want so we stop doing what it takes to get the results that we want so we continue to do what we don't want listening to other people looking for what we don't want looking for what's missing and then we're super surprised when we get what we don't want what other people want for us or what's missing and this is especially true about your health right I meet so many people 55 years old like myself and literally, they're like, ah, oh, look at me. I've been smoking for 35 years. Dave, look at me. Not a, I'm healthy. Two weeks later, they get that final double. Oh, I got lung cancer. Good behavior creates good progress. Bad behavior creates bad progress. Think gratitude is the cheapest, fastest, easiest, most impactful habit you can have. So create that good behavior. Stick to it. Be one of the few people that won't quit even though they don't see the results instantaneously. Thank you for the question. There's another question there. Yeah. Uh, hi, David. Thanks for that. Um, I've just got a question more specifically on resilience. Um, so I'm really interested in what you're saying about the gratitude. And I had a startup. We weren't profitable for five years. There was a lot of self-abuse and, and all the things you were saying along the way. Could you give some tips on uh, you know, positive resilience and how people can keep going and have faith in themselves even though those really dark moments? I love it. So the way that I break down resilience is into three time realms. The past is so important to resilience. The present and the daily practices that you have in the present and your perspective of the future. So what I try to do is cultivate resilience in a pragmatic manner by saying, look, today is the only day you have to be intentional with in a trajectory of what you think you want in the future. And remember, you will never overachieve your own self-image, right? The only limitation of the future is you and the image or perspective that you have of what you think you want or better. And so what I want you to do is to have daily practices that are aligned with the trajectory of where you think you want to be. So I ask myself today, in whatever business it is I'm dealing with, what do I want personally, experientially, giving and receiving wise? Who can I help 
who can help me? Because the fastest way to get to where you want to be is to help someone else get to where they want to be and ask someone who's sitting in a situation you want to be in for directions. Then ask yourself, how can I get it done today? Meaning, what am I going to do, think, say, believe, and feel today in the trajectory of what I think I want in the future? And then prioritize your day accordingly. But most importantly, what meaning am I giving to? This is where the resilience is tied in. Once you have the perspective of what you want today, who you can help, who can help you, how to get it done, and what you're going to do now and next, you have to understand what meaning am I giving my past? What meaning am I giving the failures, setbacks, mistakes, successes, defining moment, historical relevances of my past? And are those aligned with the trajectory that I want for the future? Too many people are not aligning the meaning. I lost over $100 million in 2008. I went bankrupt. I didn't move my family. We had 33 homes in San Diego alone into a rented house, rented furniture, one car. I had three daughters under the age of 10 and a baby on the way. I could have easily given the meaning to my past, my defining moment of I'm punished. I still know people from 2008 that haven't recovered. But the meaning that I give, the stupid lessons I had to learn, the expensive lessons I had to learn, is one of protection and promotion that has allowed me to make more money, help more people, and have more fun than I ever have. And I have, and I'm disciplined in the daily practices that create consistent, persistent resilience by giving meaning to the past to pursue a trajectory of what I think I want in the future and then allow myself to do the same thing tomorrow. Thank you for your question. We have a new question. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was anyone uh, has I, a new question. I have one question. Thank you, David. Oh, thank you. I, I just want to share that that resonated with me a lot as well. Um, Having a lot of work in progress is very difficult. And recognizing that, you know what, I can do something today and at the same time being appreciative of the past is something that's very difficult for me personally. Uh, but hearing you speak about it and how important it is, I'm going to try it. Um, my question to you is maybe just on a lighter uh, basis is, is there one example you could share with us of something you've been thankful for that surprised you? Oh, well, besides my bankruptcy? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, um, there's so many things that I'm, I'm thankful for, so it's hard to, for me to say that it would surprise me. And so w let me twist your question around a little bit. What has been most surprising about what I'm thankful for is the basis of what I'm thankful for. And it, it's interesting because I have this foundational principle that's really simple, that once I realized and had faith, gratitude to the future, that there was something bigger than me. So I, my family is very religious. I was never religious. I was resistant. Uh, spiritual, theoretical, philosophies about faith. And I think what I'm most grateful for is something that I can't prove and nobody else can prove to me, that I believe there's something bigger than me that knows everything. It loves me more than my mom. And, and why that's so important is that my whole life I was like you. How can I get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy, even though I had so much more than everybody else? And until I had this faith based off of a simple premise that 
I offer all of you, if you can think of something to have a better premise of, then there's something bigger than me that knows everything and loves me more than my mom. Please share it with me because I can't think of any, and I can't prove it, but if you can just give me something that you can't prove, that would be better to have faith in because what happens with this premise and what I'm most surprised about myself is I am a faith-based leader. Of all religions, all philosophies, all theories, and, and all d different uh, spiritualities that believe in something bigger than you, that it knows everything and loves you. And so in the business context, what I'm most surprised about is I am, because of my faith, I am happy, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am worthy. I live my life trying to figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it. I'm looking to do what I'm afraid of. I'm looking to see what ego-based consciousness. What am I doing to interfere with my potential is probably the thing I'm most grateful for and most surprised about knowing who I used to be and the meaning I used to give to my past. I'm now that person that people probably roll their eyes at going, oh, there's another faith-based leader. Yes, I am. I am a faith-based leader. I believe in something bigger than me that loves me more than my mom and knows everything. So when I try to put my hand in a fire, the universe slaps me the same way my mom would, and it's not punishment, it's protection and promotion. I just don't know that that relationship, that business deal, that opportunity is gonna burn me. I just don't know, I'm human. There's an omniscient source that loves me more than my mom, so I'm just getting slapped to protect me and promote me, not punish me. Thank you. Uh, we have time for one or two more questions. We have one question in the back. That guy looks too cool to ask a question. <laughs> Are you a movie star? Not yet. Not yet. I love the attitude. Dave, how do you stay positive in all the moments that you've been through your adversities? Like, you have an energy that's contagious and unparalleled. I've watched you on social media. I've met you many times in person, and you always have that oomph, like that energy. How, where does it come from? All right. We all have the same energy, right? Remember what I told you. I believe in an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves me more than my mom. So I get kicked in the face on average eight times a day. For goodness sake, I have three daughters, 24, 21, and 19. So I get kicked in the face. I'm afraid of a lot of stuff. But the difference in my life is that I have learned to spend minutes and moments in fear. Not days, weeks, months, and years. I don't accelerate with a need to be offended, a need to be right, a need to be inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful. But I get angry, guilty, resentful, offended every single day. Just try driving in LA. It's an easy opportunity for all of them. But instead of wasting my energy, interfering with my energy, minutes and moments, I stop, I breathe, I get right back to center, remind, remember, and recollect with my great belief, and I roll in the right trajectory of what I think I want, and I give the meaning to the past that's in the trajectory of what I think I want. That's a systematic way to utilize. Bob Proctor, who's from Toronto, some of you may know who that is with my mentor, he said to me, David, you have enough power in your pinky to light up all of Toronto. What are you doing to interfere with it? I've taken it to the next level. I am connected to the omniscient, all-powerful, 
all-knowing, what am I doing to interfere with it? What are you doing to it? And when you identify what you're doing, just spend minutes and moments there. Don't waste your energy. Live to your potential, and you'll be happy the majority of the time. You'll just get kicked in the face every day like everybody else. You're just not going to waste, waste your time crying, why me? You're going to be screaming, try me. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, to finalize, uh, your mission is to make one billion people happy. Over, don't limit Over. Me, remember? Over. Uh, what's next? Uh, so all the content that I'm doing, everything from TV shows, we're on Apple TV, I'm developing entrepreneur shows with Martha Stewart, so we have a two-minute drill, which the winners from Web Summit, and these they go on to my TV show, Office Hours, the podcast, all the content that I do every single day is to find a thousand people in the world that I can teach in power to empower another thousand, to empower another thousand to be happy. And the way I define happiness is really simple in the pragmatic world. I want to teach people three things. If you want to make a lot of money to help a lot of people because you can't give more with less and have a lot of fun in your journey, then you're my person. Join the community of people who want to help each other and know people who can help each other by being abundant, making a lot of money, helping a lot of people, having a lot of fun, being happy. That's my mission, and I'll continue to do it every single day with joy and love in my heart. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, David. Thank you for coming.